when I DJ music and I want to modify it, I want certain effects or certain tools to transform it. And then if they don't exist or don't exist the way I want it, then I just try to build it that way I want it. Das ist der Telekom Electronic Beats Podcast, der Podcast rund um Nachtleben und Clubkultur. Wir sprechen mit DJs, Türstehern, Tänzern, Clubbetreibern und anderen Nachtmenschen. Mein Name ist Gesine Kühne und ich bin Jakob Töne. Herzlich willkommen beim Electronic Beats Podcast. Hello, it's me, Jacob Turner. Welcome to the Telecom Electronic Beats Podcast. Today I'm speaking English, as the interview you are about to hear is also in English. We planned it for quite some time, and now I'm really happy that I got the chance to talk to Rampa today. Of course, I immediately associate him with Keine Musik, the artist collective he founded together with Ant Me, Adam Port, Resnick, and Monja Genshow. The collective is about publishing music, organizing parties, and also playing together. I talked to Rampa about this approach of production, the story behind his gear brand Tyler, and about his break of DJing and touring some years ago. We also talked about the current situation, social distancing and staying at home, and how Rampa is dealing with it. It's really impressive how important telephone and internet are in times like these to stay connected or to stay in touch with family and friends or even for work. So it's actually great that the telecom is working on keeping us connected with office like software for home office or more mobile data to chat with friends and family. And of course, also with interview partners. Please have a look into the show notes for more details. But now let's move on to the talk with Rampa. Hey Rampa, hey Gregor. Yes. Hello, hello. How is it to be under Corona lockdown at home? I'm I'm very uh, chilled on my couch, and um, yeah. How how was your day? Uh, so far, I played Command and Conquer, and um, that was awesome. <laughs> quite quite fulfilling the morning though. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, the sun is shining. Um, so I had a little chill in my sunny corner here in the in the living room. So you're relaxed. That's, yeah, 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 pretty relaxed. Today, yesterday we moved uh, parts of the studio. Oh, um, that was not so relaxing. But today is chill day, except of the interview situation, huh? which I hope is also is also. <laughs> I'm 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 really sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I just saw that your uh, last gig was also in a very sunshine uh, environment. Like yeah, your last Dubai. gig was in Dubai on the 30th of March yes. uh, for uh, Saint Fed and Cocoon, and you posted somewhere that uh, I think it was Instagram that it was a very emotional ride. Why was it so? Or why was it emotional for you? Yeah, um, I mean that was start of our uh, Asia tour. Uh, which we had to cancel, obviously, and um, was not sure if we can play this gig or not, or if we should play this gig or not. At the end, we um, decided to do it. At that time, it wasn't 100% clear how serious and crazy the situation, or at least it was not clear for us how crazy. And you were still able to travel around. We were able to travel, yes, but... Uh, we had to book three flights. So the first flight we booked was canceled. Then the second flight we booked um, uh, was okay, but then the return flight got canceled. 
So we had to book another return flight <clears throat> and that, um, yeah, we did that like maybe half an hour before we started playing the set. We got, uh, calls and messages from our agent, like, uh, this flight is canceled and we have to get you home. Kind of, you know, very stressful panic vibes. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, fuck, can we, can we go back home? Uh, all flights canceled because some airports got uh, shut down. And yeah, and then uh, playing with Sven is uh, always uh, nice for me or exciting. And um, then being there and I was not sure is, is it going to be like full pack, not people coming. Everybody was so confused, confused. And then it, it wasn't like a free, easy party situation it was all under this um shadow and <clears throat> yeah so i decided to have a shot or two but you got you got back safe and now you uh are, are you enjoying staying home yeah yeah i enjoy it at the moment i mean as far as you can enjoy the the situation the total situation is of course not so enjoyable but being home itself for me is totally fine I'm, fine with relaxing and being home, have my little workout corner, have my little sun chill corner, have my little music corner. And then I play video games and cook. And yeah. finally time for nineties video games. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot, a lot. If we're talking about nineties, um, circling back to your early times. And when I speak about early times, you grew up in Freiburg, Because everybody, Metzhausen, Metzhausen. Because I think everybody thinks uh, that uh, you kind of stick to Berlin, but you moved to Berlin in 2004 or so, or 2006. Yes, exactly, exactly. I grew up on a kind of a farm situation, not like a farm farm, but in the forest, no neighbors, a lot of animals, and a lot of work. And um, I can imagine a big playground as a little boy. Yeah. Uh, Work, work ground, <laughs> work ground. <laughs> But you also started to play music. I just, uh, or I read somewhere that uh, the, the name of your label, uh, Keine Musik, uh, came from the time when your mom used to listen to your hip hop uh, sets when you you when you digged hip hop back in the days. Uh, not hip hop, but um, that name came from that time when when I started like. More with like techno at that time there was um oof, good question year i don't know but um the big brother of my very close friend he was a techno dj back in the days before there was internet and so uh, late 90s or so yeah, yeah 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 like 90 yeah earlier mid 90s and we sneak in his basement and um at that time it was i don't know 100 45, 50 BPM, like Schranz and Techno, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah, so, so very, very I, fast and very. Yeah, but I really got hooked from his um, from his stories about the raves and like wearing gas masks and stroboscope and dark and fog machines and like all this, you know, rave uh, scenario. 
of, of course in Metzhausen on the on the hill in the forest. I haven't seen that before, and <laughs> it was um, yeah very interesting that time. And so we sneak in his his basement um, and yeah tried us on his turntables. Um, and then that time I also started buying my first uh, vinyls. And yeah, and that's the time where it came like this of kind of music. And the, yeah, your mom just said that uh, a kind of music actually means no music. Yeah. Like this and she said like, this is no music. Yeah. I thought she's right. And that kind of makes made sense that time. So we use that name nowadays or i guess last year it was 10 years of kind of music yeah so uh one decade of no music yes. but uh what was the concept in the beginning what was behind kind of music what was the main idea to create this collective label you name it uh to be honest i don't know if there was a main idea it was to have a platform for our music To release because that time at least for us it was not easy to to release music so we thought hey let's just do it and um i remember in the beginning uh, we had no clue how all this works so i i don't know i remember for i think for the press work to do the vinyl you needed a label code or some numbers and i obviously didn't have them so i just made up certain numbers and and then step by step found out um yeah how it maybe really works i don't know to today but did somebody check it that uh, those label codes aren't real no no i think yeah. <laughs> never heard something like, I, i think it's not that important but it's not like like making up a text number or so <laughs> so i think it doesn't really really matter uh, at that time for sure not And did the concept change in the like as I said it's a decade or more than a decade kind of music now uh, did the concept somehow change or is it still a platform for you and your friends to release music basically yes I mean the the only thing that um, that's still the same is that it's only us releasing I mean we're not looking for um, for other artists or music to to release because Yeah, it's still only <laughs> for us. Um, so, but everything changed. So, of course, like the like the whole structure changed. Uh, we became slightly more professional with <laughs> certain numbers, and um, so yeah. By us, you mean uh, also and me, Adam Port, Resnick, but also Munya, also Till, our booker. Because um, um, he is with us from basically the beginning. And so I would for sure consider him as part of the whole thing. The whole crew. And, yeah. And Daniel, um, who helps us a lot, who was also helping me a lot uh, in the beginning. At that time, he was working for Neutron. Um, so he was aware about label codes and exactly exactly so i called him a lot like eh, what should i do how can i where can i blah, blah, blah. and for a long time it was not uh able to for afford his um services so <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the past i think already three or four years um he's with us now and 
yeah, helps us a lot and it's nice. For me, for me, it sounds like uh, the main concept of keine Musik is uh, gathering friends together and um, yeah, being creative as Monia is uh, for uh, responsible for for the visual part and uh, you guys like uh, Adam, Andre and uh, Andreas are for music and uh, you also got the yeah. management part with Till for example especially Andreas now Resnick <laughs> he he like he drops one uh, release after another he recently started to produce with um, Mikesh good guy Mikesh Really nice uh, releases. Yeah, he, he wasn't releasing in the early days of. No, no, no. Music. He wasn't. He wasn't producing. It was not his thing. He was like, he, as he's a music journalist, he obviously knows a lot about also different genres, and I really like his uh, way of DJing also. And um, and then yeah, yeah, he started now, and uh, yeah, the concept of being like a family and just releasing your own stuff. Does this somehow come from your skate path? Because like when you're skateboarding and being with friends in the, in the park, for example, uh, it's also somehow a, a crew thing. Oh, I don't know if that's related, but maybe as it's what I do. So kind of everything is related, but I mean, you, you I somehow know. grew up together in the scene and, um, I mean, for me, it's uh, it seems very, very awesome that you guys are still so close or, as you said, maybe even more close uh, also in terms of getting more professional. And I mean, everybody, or especially the, the musical artists, are also following uh, certain careers or certain other releases, etc., that you all are basically uh, still stick together and not just like one child is going to another family or so yeah yeah and this i think this is also really important that like the there's a good ego balance <clears throat> so then one year this guy has like more attention or like a, whatever like bigger release or more releases or whatever and then the next year this and so it's it feels pretty equal And, and, and we know, okay, now this year, now whatever, Adam has a bigger hype or something. But then I know, I hope next year I'm, you know, can, I can catch up and get motivated. And, and we also cross promote each other. So if one of us does something, it feels like all of us do something. Like if I do a release somewhere, somehow all floats back into, our big soup, you know, like, the, yeah. So also, and then that's especially why I'm so happy with Resnick now that he comes up with like this really nice releases. And I really enjoy because it's a different style to what I do and what, what Adam does and Andre and it, um, so it's a great addition to the kind of music sound. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's an, it's a nice addition because I really like the sound and I, I never would, would do it or could do it. Um, yeah, it's, it's nice. I just tried to get the bridge to a different or another culture uh, that you're joining somehow, yeah. like the skateboarding culture. I'm not joining that much. I'm following. I'm following. I, I used to. And nowadays I'm, I'm more like following. But it seems like uh, you're an ambitioned follower. As, I mean, you're wearing also uh, the civilist hat. 
as I can see in yeah, it's in my it's my close friends for it's it's like, a skateboard uh, shop or a clothing skateboard shop and brand in Berlin. Yes, if you check out their Instagram stories, for example, you uh, always see in in some videos that you are just hanging around and talking, drinking. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing is, it's um, maybe three hundred meters from my. So kind of a second living room. Uh, it's my, yeah, it's my living room. And uh, at the moment, not, but yeah, it's, you know, like uh, my living room. But was it a thing back in the days, for example, in in uh, in the southern part of Germany when you lived there or did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. back in the days I skated a lot, but that's a long time ago. And nowadays I just suck. I text with Danny and... Georgie and some some really good skaters sometimes I'm like fuck yeah I got a new deck let's let's go skate and then I always somehow got an excuse not to <laughs> so I'm like ah no I have this tour coming up I should not break my hand now so maybe I just stay home and watch skate videos on Instagram but you're also into into the fashion as you wearing the hat of civilis and of course you're supporting your friends but um, I mean that's exactly that's that's I mean I like I like it and but also fa fashion is a big part of kind of music I mean it's not just merch and you're trying to get uh, interesting collaborations like with Nike or Converse and also like the um, or I think the uh, not the layouts, but the look of the fashion is not just merchandise. It's something to wear every day, and not just for for supporting reasons. Yeah, I mean, for us, all the stuff came super organically. It was never uh, the idea. Oh, yeah, let's collaborate with a brand just to do the brand. Like all the stuff we did came through uh, personal connections or friendships. Also with Misbehave, um, Tomek is a old friend of Adam, also from Poland. Adam is uh, Polish, so um, this came organically. Then with Civilist, um, of course. It's it's really old friends of mine. And um, oh, fuck, wait, the, the door's ringing. Doorbell. Yeah. So you were talking about the collaboration between Misbehave and Kind of Music. Um, that, I mean, that's interesting that it's also coming from your uh, friendship background or like as it comes from a friend of Adam. But was it a special one in terms of that Misbehave is um, yeah a club wear and not just skate or just it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm qu quoting this, but um, that Misbehave is club wear and not skateboard wear or street wear. I mean, it's it's not um, it doesn't have to be skateboard wear. I mean, whatever comes and feels right, we're gonna do it. I don't know. If so when a friend or when one of you has a friend in haute couture fashion there's going to be an haute couture dress by dior with kind of music if that's if yeah maybe why not i mean we are we are not um if it happens that's the thing i mean we are focused on basically on the music that's the thing and whatever happens and is fun to do around this we do i mean i i always liked to 
do side projects like Tyler or, or fashion stuff or whatever, or events and like all the things that come with doing music. But the main thing for kind of music obviously is, is to release music. And, um, we are not, uh, trying to become a merchandise fashion brand. <laughs> so of course we want to do merchandise in the classic sense of merchandise. That's, I think more what, what we want to do. I don't want to do too high end products because I, or we all like this punk rock merchandise feeling with it. As some of you also got a very punk rock background as, as far as I know, and Resnick and Adam. Resnick and Adam, hardcore. They're from hardcore and they both live uh, straight edge. So they are really like. <laughs> Talking about uh, focus, I mean, you said about, uh, you're talking about the focus of kind of music, but is it the same for you as well as Rampa? Focus on music? As you also already mentioned, Tyler, for example, your uh, gear brand. Yeah, I think m music at the end is what I enjoy most in terms of creating. But um, Tyler, at, at the moment, Tyler for me is also, because... Um, a lot of new things coming up, <laughs> like I think six projects at the moment. Can you give a little sneak preview? Um, Tile 2 is coming, which will be a reverb with a tremolo and a filter and a white noise generator. So maybe you can also explain what, what was the first one? The first one is the kind of delay, which also started very organically uh, by like modifying uh, a guitar pedal for my own use. And then some other DJs asked me like, oh, fuck, it's nice. Can you modify it mine too? And after 25 requests, I was like, hmm, maybe, you know, I, I mean, there's obviously um, a market. And so we started. And then at the same time, by accident, I met my good friend, uh, Benjamin, who is the engineer from Tyler. I met him at the same time uh, by accident in a bar with another friend. And we started talking. He's like, I am doing this analog gear. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, ah, I modify certain units. You want to help me? And then, yeah. And then we thought, okay, let's, let's build uh, a new unit from scratch because modifying was so complicated and like so stressful. And then we had a lot of pre-orders and then I thought about the name and, Did the company, which was super annoying because doing a company in Germany for electronics is, at least for me, a very annoying <laughs> thing to do paperwork-wise. Um, yeah. And yeah, and then we did this, which is basically a delay with certain features. And I'm very happy because a lot of uh, artists I look up to are using it, which is still really exciting for me to see sometimes like but this looking good and i'm working on um on an isolator that that kills frequencies exactly which is uh and me's uh baby because he always wanted to have a like a portable easy to use isolator with certain features so i think um so i gave him more or less the 
uh, how you say, the, the Ruder, the lead, yeah, um, to do this. Um, and this looks promising at the moment because also the new, the new pioneer has a, has a master insert and the 96 has a master insert. So this is gonna, 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 gonna be the club standard. So it's easy to plug in and play. And then also coming up, uh, one unit with Munamada. Um, it's a guy who's building synthesizers and effect units in, in little dolls and baby bodies or heads, uh, which I really like. Um, and we're doing, uh, You already gave a sneak into that as I saw it once on your Instagram profile or in your and, stories. Yeah, exactly. While you played on it, that was very awesome. spooky, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, 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 that one is like one of one. It's just a tile eins, the delay built into the baby head, um, which I just made a doll. For my, to, my to, to be honest, it's not a real baby, it's a doll. Yeah, big doll. And, um, Yeah, and then this one is coming with also with um, DJ uh, Tennis. Manfredi is uh, having some inputs on this. It's like, uh, yeah, also like it just happened because he likes it. Da, 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 and then we've been talking, like, hey, let's do something together. And now it hopefully happens. And also working on studio monitors. My very good friend, Philip, who's older brother uh, was inspiring me to <laughs> become a techno DJ. He uh, is a carpenter and also was always into building speakers, building, uh, I don't know, like light consoles or whatever. And so I had uh, the idea with him, like, Hey, we could do something together. Let's build a speaker together for Tyler. You built like the, you know, One thing, and he has this company who is uh, specialized in like all the measurements, and they build like big studios and also sound systems for cars and like all this stuff. They seemed uh, seem really uh, really good, and and me and I uh, sharing the studio, so we wanted to get new speakers anyway. And now you're building your own. Exactly. Before we before we spend a lot of money and testing and then whatever, let's just try and ever build our own speaker and go team up with my friend, the carpenter and Philip and and this company and develop some high end um, studio monitors. So this is also. Uh, in the final state now. So it's very interesting. As I, uh, I, I asked you before, like, what's the focus? And <laughs> you said somehow music, of course. And now we were talking a lot about gear and a lot of gear projects. But, but, but and listen, <laughs> what do you need to make music? The gear. Of course. I <laughs> you mean, see? if, if you're, <laughs> if you're in a, a creative process and you're producing, maybe somehow you can imagine one gear or one element that's missing and then yeah. you create it by yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's a very interesting point. And also, I mean, music in general, not only creating music, it's when I DJ music and I want to modify it, I want certain effects or certain tools to, to play with it and to transform it or you know so and then if they don't exist or don't exist the way i want it then i just 
try to build it that way I want it. So that's, that's actually well, the best approach yeah. to create, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. All these things, they happened really organically. Like, ah, okay, would be nice to have it like this and this. And then like, hmm, okay, it doesn't exist. So how can we make that happen? I mean, it's not rocket science, but some little tweaks here and there can uh, change a lot in the way of, you know, how you can treat the music and then, That's, yeah, that's the fun, right? Talking about music, I mean, when you're producing and releasing, you're not just stick to uh, kind of music, as you already mentioned, that everybody is uh, releasing also on other labels. And you got kind of a list right now, like Cocoon, Innovision, Strictly Rhythm, Compact, 2020 Vision, Free Range, People's Control, etc., etc., What's What's the motivation behind to also release on, on other labels? Is it too keep your keep rampa as an artist very diverse or good question i mean for example in the visions i mean i always uh, liked uh, the label a lot and um i mean with kind of music we have limited us a little bit also kind of organically because we just don't have more capacity to promote and to release more um than five, four or five releases per year. So, um, of course I want to, and that would be one release for, for me. So of course I want to do, have a bigger output than one release a year. So, and if I don't want to make, um, five records on kind of music, then yeah, I have to release somewhere, <laughs> somewhere else. So, and then also remixes and is it also a way to keep your sound fresh? Yeah, sound fresh, and like maybe have an idea for for a certain label or a certain image, um, which I which I think the sound fits fits in, and also of course uh, the promotion is good if you you can reach different people and also work with different people and um, maybe learn something for kind of music, how they do it, you know? Of course. Also in terms of getting more popular and also pushing then kind of music forward. And in the last years, I mean, your career was, um, or you were getting more popular and more popular. And uh, at some point you had like 20 gigs a month and a lot of, lot of travel. And then in, in summer 2016, 15, 15, 15, 15 I Ah, yeah, you, yeah, that was very unusual, like taking a step back and take a break from DJing. Why did you do that at, at that time? I was, I was fucked up. I was, was too much for me. I couldn't, I was just too much. So I had to really stop. Uh, I think the last show was Circo Loco uh, in June 15. And then I stopped um, till... I don't know, a year or so. And I, I, I also, I really lost, um, the joy of playing it was just too much. I didn't enjoy it. It was too much also for my body. I, I could not uh, handle this. And then I took a long break and then, um, Yeah, I started slowly, slowly, slowly. Thought, okay, let's see. I play one show or two shows. And till now, I have limited myself to uh, 42 shows per year. That felt good for the, I mean, this year is probably going to be less. 
which is also fine for me. I mean, I don't have to play too much. Uh, 42 feels, feels good. It's not too much. Um, also that way I don't have to travel too much, which is better for my health and for the planet and for everything, I guess. Yeah. Was there a certain moment, uh, you said like this was the Seco Loco party and after that you stopped. Was there a certain moment or? No, no, I was, I was really, I was really, I was really fucked up. I was in, uh, I think Australia and then London and then flew to Panama. And then in Panama, I fainted. Because I already felt shit the days before. And then I flew back. I felt like, fuck, it's too much. I can't. But then I played three more shows that weekend. And the last one was in Ibiza. And um, the party before was a friend of mine in, in Cologne. And I was like, fuck, I think I, something's wrong. I feel very shit. Um, and then he traveled with me. Uh, he's also like a doctor. or At least he has a medicine. It's Jonathan Kasper, uh, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and it was really nice. So he came with me and I was like, yeah, no, don't worry. I mean, oh, I think he wants to party, but <laughs> uh, also he came with me and then that was good. And then after, fuck, I, need a, I really need a break. It's, I can't. And then, yeah, I took the break, which was not easy at that time because obviously, oh, obviously, but um, like a big part of myself is big, Rampa became a big part of who I am and then cutting this and losing this feels or felt really uh, tough but yeah, it was yeah it was a tough tough time but then from from now looking back I think it was the best thing for me to do yeah I can imagine and especially nowadays when availability is the most annoying thing for me I mean it's a blessing but at the same time it kills all the excitement back in the days when I found a new tune that had such an value. Now I put up uh, Shazam. I got it. I got it on blah, blah, blah. I have it in my library and it's, that's it. There's no big feeling attached to it. At least for me, no searching, days, no like digging. Having, having, yeah. And all this, like, like, because we have everything. I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, at the time we don't have everything because of, Corona, but in general, you have all the music, all the videos, all the skate videos. I mean, imagine back in the days when the new skate video came out on VHS, you like back and forth, rewind, rewind, check this and watch it. And like you met with people and like watching the video. Now you have 10 million crazy shots every day on Instagram. Like, oh, this is sick. Uh, okay, boring. Oh, this is crazy. Uh, boring. You know? So yeah. for me, same with, with DJing. Like I have tons of parties, tons of, uh, I have too much of everything. So for me, limiting myself. And sometimes just the same people. Yeah. Yeah. Also. And then for me, limiting myself was um, essential to keep the joy and the excitement of listening to my music or playing music and seeing the people and being in a club situation. If I have it all the time, it doesn't excite me it's nothing special. for me. I mean, for some people yeah. it might be different or for sure it's different. But for me, I found that yeah, 42 was a good, I mean, it's a nice number itself, but also it feels like this is a good amount of, of shows. And yeah. how was the feedback? 
feedback then of your colleagues and friends, like your business partners, also Till? Super, super easy, very organic. Till is uh, what, when it comes to this, is, I'm very happy to, to be with Till because he is um, not pushy at all. The opposite. If I'm like, oh, I don't know, should I, should I not, should I, should I not? And then he's like, ah, you know what? I, um, I canceled it already because if you think like this it's yeah. we don't do it so he is very uh very supportive with with this and um, yeah i think at the end in the long term it makes sense for for all of us to, to do it this way what do you think how easy it is for a dj uh, to get serious mental health problems because of course you you're under a lot of pressure and i don't think that it's limited to DJs. It's yeah, of people course. in general. For some people, um, I don't know, being uh, working in a bank might be uh, psychological stressful or interacting with people or whatever. So I'm not sure. If, I don't think that it's necessarily with a job, but for sure is that living against if you can say so your your biological rhythm like being up at night and flying and jet lags and like all this um and might not be the healthiest thing for the planet and for the system and the organism yeah and psychologically i, I don't know i mean for me i know it everybody else has to feel and see how it how it is for for them i mean some people probably can play uh, 300 shows a year, Steve Aoki, and feel fine with it. Uh, others uh, can't. So, um, Did you check if uh, you were more creative since you lowered down your, your uh, amount of gigs? Uh, for sure. That's for sure. For me, it's, uh, when, I, when I'm bored, which is sadly kind of a has a bad um, touch, this word, for a lot of people, I've, I think. For me, it's perfect. Like when, I'm, when I'm bored and I have time and I'm slowing down, then when I, I feel it, like I get more creative. Also, when I'm limited. I think limitation in general is the best. Like uh, The last record, um, Terrace, which I did uh, for Circo Loco and which came out also on Kind of Music then. I limited myself. Um, so I said, I'm, I, I don't use any synthesizers. I use only um, percussion sounds and modify them with time stretch and layering and effects and stuff to create sounds and, and tones. So, um, so also limitation in terms of production process and exactly. And then I see, okay, what comes out if I can only use this and that or have, yeah, I, I like to limit, uh, put limits to myself, especially for production. Because if it's limitless and I have endless kick drums or, you know, things <laughs> like it, it freaks me out. Uh, fuck, maybe this is better, but this, uh, I could use this, uh, so if I'm like, okay, I'm only allowed to use this and this, uh, a drum machine, for example, and then this and this synthesizer, and I try to get the best out of these things, it makes it somehow much more easy for me to uh, 
to create. I think it's also important to, uh, if it comes to sharpen your your artist profile, if you limit yourself to certain aspects. I mean, if you, when I listen to, I know, for example, your sound, and as you describe Terrace, like when I had to describe your sound, it's lots of percussions, yeah. ryth rhythm elements combined with lots of organic sounds, but also combined with a certain synthesizer sounds, not like a really broad aspect, which is in my, uh, which is kind of a positive thing in my opinion, because yeah. like I could figure out a rumper track out of thousand, I'd say. <laughs> and I think that's, that's something also if you are producing different kinds. And as you said, of course you trying to get also the image, for example, of compact or cocoon, if you're doing remixes or uh, pro uh, productions for them, But I'd say you can also always figure out that's a Ramper song. Oh, yeah? well, I think also if if you're producing R&B or so, but you can also always yeah. say that's a Ramper song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was playing um, drums for a very long time. Um, so I always was really into percussion and rhythmic. That's more my thing. Melodies, I... Uh, I love them, but I think I'm not so talented <laughs> or like not made to create the, I don't know, the most exciting melodies, but like percussion and, and drums and stuff, that's more my, my uh, area. So when it comes to, to start a new production, is it more that you, um, yeah, just jam a little bit on, on drums or with drum computers and then start? Uh, there is... There is no no um, no rule how I start. A lot of times I really start with kick drum, <laughs> and then I try to fill up the silence between the kick drums with some things. Um, but I don't know. That's an interesting approach. I've never never heard something like this. Just try to fill the silence between every kick. I don't know. I mean, at the end with the club music. For me, uh, the kick is a very dominant element, right? It's like the, uh, I don't know. I mean, when the kick comes back in, that's a good thing, right? So, For a lot of people, <laughs> that's true. I mean, I'm more more a break guy. I like when it comes to melodies and... Yeah, but listen, I mean, is there a break uh, if there's not a... Kick? Without a kick? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. If there's no return <laughs> yeah. uh, for the kick then there's no break that's true then it's called ambient I yeah guess. <laughs> yeah no um yeah so that's the thing and then percussions and i'm really into uh noisy elements hi-hats but not a classy hi-hat more like noisy i don't know like this stereo noisy high frequencies which kind of replaced the classic hi-hat. Um, that's the, so out of a synthesis and not just yeah, organic I, 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 I create them with um, yeah, synthesis uh, most of the time. Um, noise, basically, and then I modify and, I don't know, certain effects. Um, that's what I like a lot of, <laughs> for producing, like make it stereo in the high frequencies with somehow interesting, krizzle, 
Zeug. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know the yeah, crackle. Crackle sounds, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If it comes to a choice, um, like between having a computer and just limited to the computer and all inbox and having a studio without a computer, what would you, cho uh, what would you choose? Sorry to hurt you uh, all out there, but it would be the computer in my bed. For like sure. you told me that you uh, recorded sometimes with a, a laptop microphone. Yeah, I mean a lot of times. Um, the thing is, I'm uh, I like it cozy, and I really like to make music um, in my bed or on the couch. And I mean, we have a beautiful studio, a lot of gear, and I like to go there and record random stuff, just fill up my computer, and then I go back home. And I go to bed and I have a tea and I watch maybe TV. And then when it comes, it comes. And then I can, you know, I have it like cozy and on, on my computer. And uh, I like that. It's, uh, yeah. So it would be the computer because I, you know, I put a, a pillow on my belly and then I put the computer on top and it's very comfortable. <laughs> uh, so when it comes to pressure yourself, you're like more the guy who just lay back and it will come anyway. Yeah, for sure. That's the thing. Also with um, uh, new tracks um, or tunes or whatever, after every release, I'm like, hmm, I think now, now I'm empty. That's it. I can't do something more. I don't have any idea. And, uh, and now... People expect certain certain new tunes, and it has to be good, and it has to reach uh, or fulfill certain expectations or whatever. And then nowadays, after these years, I'm kind of happy to found a certain trust in myself that I know, even if I have these feelings, like nothing will come, and I'm totally empty. That somehow by accident. <laughs> I, it will be luckily and then lucky and some something will come up somehow and then yeah here it is and then i maybe try a few tunes and then it all sucks and i hate it and i think this and i wake up and i start something and i don't know an hour or One and a half hours later, I have a tune finished and two hours later, the tune is signed, which just happened earlier this year. Um, oh, where? When is it expected? I, 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 I cannot, I cannot, I cannot say this um, at the moment, but uh, release, I think, I don't know how, if it changed with the current situation, but I think in September. But not on kind of music. Not on kind of music, no. Uh, but this was funny because I woke up and I, I had to, I was inspired uh, by something and I woke up. What was it? I cannot say this because it's uh, very related to the label. And um, so, um, but I had this idea and then it came up, boom, 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 kick, tuck, tuck, tuck. Okay. Okay. And I think 45 minutes, maximum an hour. And I had this, this thing, this, this tune basically ready. And I sent a voice memo to the R&R from the label manager of this label. I was like, Hey, what do you think? And he liked it. So it got signed within maybe 
two hours. And yeah, let's see. So pretty fast process. Let's see. Let's see where it comes out. Yeah. 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 But, 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 it, but it's the thing. Like it's a long process before it happens. And then sometimes a long process after it happens because I'm like, I fuck up about like details and like, oh, and maybe this and, oh, and a different, maybe the mixing or something. So if I, if I have a lot of time to vary, I probably do it. So, but at this track, I, I'm, I'm still thinking about adding a little bit reverb on the, on the clap. That's something uh, <laughs> in my mind. But since it comes out uh, later this year, I have some some time, and then less uh, then later I start with this, then better because then less different versions I have to skip between and have to decide which one I like better. So, so the mix down is a never ending story. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and between yeah, those times, uh, you can continue playing Command and Conquer. <laughs> Command and Conquer, yeah, yeah. Oh, but that's that's how it is. That's how I work. Uh, home, yeah. So great, Gregor. I really, really thank you for your time, and uh, I'm you. really looking forward to your next releases and the forthcoming uh, Tyler gear. Yeah, 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 soon. I hope this year. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you so much. So that was my conversation with Rampa. Really nice to see his way of producing and how he's enjoying more the laid-back approach instead of putting himself under a lot of pressure. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode as much as I did. And as always, I'm looking forward to any feedback or guest requests. Text us about it via Instagram or leave a review on Apple. Until then, take care and up to the next episode. Das war der Telekom Electronic Beats Podcast. Abonniert den Podcast bei Apple, Soundcloud, Spotify oder Deezer. Wir sehen uns im Club. Bis dann. <lacht>